being here with us. It's an amazing time. Let's, let's look at God's word and see uh, what he's saying. Uh, I was supposed to bring this a couple of weeks ago, but I got, I got sick with uh, COVID and couldn't do it. So, but uh, Jonathan felt like it is good to, still good to bring this word. I was like, oh, I don't know. But you know what? I felt, yes, we need to bring this word. So God's kind of encouraged us to bring this word, and I hope it blesses you. And uh, we are continuing on our journey through scriptures following the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, we, are, we are in John 20. 24 to 29 today. If you guys want to look at it in your scripture or in your phone, yeah, go ahead. What we're going to look at is we're going to look at Thomas, and 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 like he 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 had a he had a bit of a doubt about when 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 the other apostles told him that uh, they'd seen Jesus. He had a bit of a doubt, and he asked the question, and he Jesus answered him very clearly. Like we just look at that, unpack that a bit, and see how uh, doubts are normal. We all have them. But Jesus is not put off by your doubts. Go to him, ask him. He will answer you. So we're going to look at that. And then we're going to look at the, the, the last part of Scripture says, like, uh, you are blessed. Those, uh, what, what, I will read the Scripture just, just quickly as a summary. Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen me and it have believed. I, I see that as like giving God the benefit of the doubt. So we look, look at that, giving God the benefit of the doubt and how we can give God the benefit of the doubt, as well as people the benefit of the doubt. So we're going to look at these two things. I hope it's going to be an amazing time. Yeah, Lord, Lord I pray that you'd uh, really speak to me and from the words I bring that uh, your family, your people will hear your heart about about how you answer all our doubts, Lord. You know our thoughts already. You know our doubts. And we completely trust you in this. In Jesus' name, amen. So, have you got the scripture? I want to have a quick read. While I get some water. <laughs> now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your, right, put your finger here and see my hands. And put your hand in the place it is in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, I thought, let's, let's, let's go to the room where they were when Jesus first came. Just imagine, just imagine they, the apostles, had just seen Jesus being crucified. The trauma of seeing him die on a cross would have been like, what would have been, what, what would have been going through their minds and their hearts? Like, that was a trauma that they had walked through. And then the people being so uh, against and uh, like 
against what, what was happening there, their kind of attitude, and the Pharisees as well. So they would have, they would have been, there would have been fear, there would have been all kinds of feelings going through them, and uh, just, just picture like what, what the scene would have been like. And then Jesus appears, like they were like, what? What's, what's happening? And uh, there would have been surprise, there would have been like confusion, there would have been, and remembering maybe Jesus said something like this, he's gonna be, so lots of emotions and thoughts going through their heads. But uh, from, from scriptures, you, you know that they were full of joy. They, they were happy to see him. They were surprised, but they were happy. Yes. So, and then, but they, uh, Thomas was not there at that time, first time when Jesus appeared to them. So they would have, when they met Thomas, I'm thinking, they would have said, we saw Jesus. It was amazing. Like, we were surprised. We were like, so happy that he's, he's alive. He's, he's resurrected from the dead. It was amazing to see him. And um, Thomas said, like, you sure? Surely. I, I'm struggling to believe this, Thomas said. And they said, we saw his, his scars on his hands and the side. He showed it to us. That's what the scriptures say. And uh, Thomas said, until I see that, I'm not going to believe. He would have sensed the, the joy and the enthusiasm the guys were having, but like, still, he, I need to see this. I guess like he really wanted to see him for himself. So, so the next time, Jesus knew exactly what Thomas's thoughts were. So the next time, eight days later, when Jesus appears again, uh, he, 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 says, he says to Thomas, Thomas, he comes in, he says, peace be with you. And he says, Thomas, look, look, look at my hands. Look at the side. Put your fingers there. And uh, Thomas immediately realizes this is Jesus. And he, he, declares, he declares, my Lord, my God. He's overjoyed. He's, he's worshiping immediately. Thank you. So uh, this is, this is, uh, this is an amazing, amazing thing about Thomas has doubts. He has questions, and he asks them, and Jesus brings, brings the answer. He has doubts, but Jesus takes him into belief, takes him into faith, and, uh, which is amazing. So, by the way, like, it wasn't only Thomas who had doubts about seeing Jesus. When Mary Magdalene told the apostles, um, Peter and John ran to the tomb to see, like, we need to see this for ourselves. So they had doubts as well. So, so it, it, uh, I know Thomas has a, uh, he, uh, people, I've heard people say, doubting Thomas, that's, that's the kind of a title he's been given. But Thomas's, Thomas's question were, was valid. He, he, had a, he had a purpose for asking that he wanted to know the truth. He, he wanted to know what was, what was real. And... Uh, he had the courage to ask the question. So, yeah, so what he did was, was something important for us to remember because we all have, have doubts. We all have uh, things that we're not sure of. Like, um, uh, we'll look at some. So I, I, I have doubts like I am, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to have enough finances to finish this month, <laughs> and or like I have doubts about uh, will I 
in work situation, will I be able to do this work that, that's been given to me? And uh, uh, I, I asked somebody, and, and they say, like, I, I have doubts if I'll be able to, um, if I'm being fruitful in my ministry. And uh, what do you guys think? Do, do you guys have any doubts? Do you guys have any doubts? Any? Only me? <laughs> yeah, tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those are real doubts. We all have them. We all want to hear God clearly and bring what he wants to bring. Completely. I completely understand that. So, but I think that the, uh, the key here is uh, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to make mistakes as well, like even in that particular situation coming up and, and sharing, because God is not, God does not wobble because of our doubts. He is not, I don't even want to use the word afraid. <laughs> he, fear doesn't come into his, in his realm, but he is not afraid of our doubts. He wants us to come to him with our doubts. So, I, I want to take you to another place where Thomas asked a very important question. And uh, just to show his, his heart about wanting to know, wanting to have that courage to, like, tell us, Lord, what are you saying? It's in Jesus 14, 1 to 8. If you guys want to quickly look at that. Uh, John 14, 1 to 8. Don't let your hearts be troubled. This is Jesus saying. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my <laughs> father's home. If, there, if this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am, and you know the way to where I am going. So Thomas, but Thomas says, no, we don't know, Lord. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? That was a brilliant question. I'm sure everyone was thinking that in the room, but didn't have the courage to ask that. Thomas, go for it. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying he, he's a, he had doubts, but he had the courage to ask the question. And that's brilliant. That's a brilliant character. So, yeah, so the, 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 this part of... Uh, so Thomas continued to... Uh, uh, preach the gospel. He continued to take the message to other parts of the world. History says that he ended up in, in South India. And uh, he, he preached the gospel. And he, he, he had a martyr's death, but he preached the gospel. And uh, uh, there's a church still there. And they recognize as, uh, Thomas being like their, their, uh, their, their father, as it were, like to, who brought the gospel to them. Thinking about that, I thought, you know what? Sri Lanka is just below South India, you guys, if you, if you guys know where Sri Lanka is, find out in the, in the map. It's, it's, it's a beautiful place, by the way. If you ever want to go there, ooh, I'll recommend that. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, I wonder if like, it's one of the 
one of the disciples that Thomas had in South India who came down to Sri Lanka and, and preached the gospel. I'm here because of that. Can you believe that? <laughs> it could be, you never know, because uh, uh, the gospel would have been taken there for the, for the first time, probably, by Thomas. So, like, that whole area being touched by God, it could have been. But it's a nice thought, I thought. <laughs> so, uh, I like asking questions, actually. I like to uh, <laughs> ask cringeworthy questions. Check with them out. <laughs> in fact, like the other day, uh, yeah, we were having a chat with Caleb. He was home, and he was saying, like, well, Dad has asked us to ask the question, so we're asking. <laughs> He's learned something from me. Thank you. <laughs> the other day, we, uh, we were, like, um, I was trying to teach uh, Luke to, uh, to drive, like, kind of give some guidance on how to drive, and he was saying, like, so I said, like, you let the clutch go slowly. Let's give some... Give some acceleration and it'll go. And uh, he was like, how, how does this work? How does that work? I said, Luke, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me too many questions. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was good. I was, just like, I was like, ah, too many questions. I can't answer. But it's not with God. Ask him any amount of questions. He already knows the questions that you have. He knows your doubts. And he's able to answer them. He's able to meet you where you are. Like he met Thomas where he was. Look at my scars. That's, that's our God. That's Jesus. So, <clears throat> I, I'm sure you know of yourself as many people who do go through doubts. I want to take you to a, 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 a story in the scriptures about a person who doubted. And this is about Gideon. I, I'm, I don't uh, I'm not sure if you guys know about Gideon from scriptures, but it is an amazing story of, of how he had doubts and how God uh, gave signs and encouraged him. And uh, it's in Judges 6 to 8. If you guys get a chance, do read it. It's an amazing story of how God, how God moves, how, how Gideon felt, the questions he asked, and how God moved. Quickly, I will take you through... Through, through that story for uh, taking two minutes of your time. It's, it's a big story, but uh, yeah, I might not, uh, just, just to say, like, uh, bear with me. <laughs> and I would really encourage you, take the time to read that story. It is a really encouraging story. So this is what happened. So Gideon was an Israelite who uh, was, a, was a farmer, I think, or something, some, some, kind, of a, uh, some kind of work like that. And... Uh, the Israel, uh, the country was being uh, subject to a lot of hardship by the Midianites from the east. So the Midianites were many, and they really uh, gave the Israelites a hard time. They destroyed their crops. They took away the livestock. The guys were ha having a lot of, lot of issues. Israelites were under a lot of, a lot of hard, hardship. So they cried out to God, and God sent an angel to speak to Gideon. And when God spoke to Gideon, Gideon's like, me, my tribe is like the, the lowest in, 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 in this area. And I am like the, like the least of my father's house. He wasn't, he wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going. No, no, you mean? No. Like, we all have these doubts. we like... But God, God had a plan, and he said, like, 
man of valor. He, in scripture, it's like, you are a man of valor. God like, encourages him. And he says, like, I'm going to do it through you. I am calling you. It's me who is going to do it. And, and don't worry about it. So, so, and then the classic case of he's asking, like, is this you, you talking to me, Lord? Is this you? So he asked for a sign. And uh, the, the sign is, the first sign is like, are you talking to me? So uh, he, uh, scriptures say he brings a gift to the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord touches the gift with uh, his, his stick and it burns up. That was the first sign. And uh, Gideon said, yes, yes, you're speaking to me. That's brilliant. And then again, he has these doubts like, um, uh, do you, are you sure you want me to go against the Midianites? There are many, like, just imagine, like, this is like someone, not a soldier, who wants to attack the Midianites. God wants him to attack the Midianites. It's hard to get. Gideon, Gideon is not, not a confident guy in this. Sense. So he said, like, Lord, give me another sign. If you want me to go against the Midianites, give me another sign. So he says, I'm going to put out a fleece. He puts out a fleece, and he says to God, make the fleece wet and make the ground around dry. So God does that that night. The fleece in the morning is wet. He, he comes, he's got a cup of water, and the ground around is dry. Then he said, Lord, please, don't be impatient with me. Please, could you make the ground around wet and make the fleece dry? <laughs> God does that as well. <laughs> God is so kind. He's like so uh, wants Gideon to trust him and, and know that he's with him. So he, he does that as well. And Gideon, okay, yeah, this is it. So he gathers the troops, like he's got 32,000, and God says, like, you got too many people, man. <laughs> too many troops. So he's like, because they'll think that they won the war instead of giving me the glory. Good to see you, Duncan. <laughs> so, so uh, he says, like, cut down the, he, he gives a sign to reduce the numbers. So he, uh, Gideon reduced the numbers to 10,000. And then uh, God says, like, still you got too much. Reduce it even further. So he reduces the crowd to 300. Just imagine, Gideon isn't the man of war. He, he's like, uh, you are asking me to attack the Midianites. They say the, the Midianites were like, like, like locusts. They were like, it says like 120,000 at the end of it. How am I going to 300? Lord, please. Then God knows exactly where Gideon is, and he, he, he encourages him with this. This is like amazing kindness of God. I just want to read you that, that part from the message. It's in uh, uh, Judges 7, but I'll, I'll read it for you. So he says to Gideon, get up and go down to the camp. I'll give it to you. If you have any doubts about going down, go down with Pura, your armor bearer. When you hear what they're saying, you'll be bold and confident. He and his armor bearer, Pura, went down near the place where the sentries were posted. Gideon arrived just in time to hear a man tell his friend a dream. He said... I had this dream, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the Midianite camp. Just imagine that. <laughs> it came to the tent and hit it so hard, it collapsed and the tent fell. His friend said, this has to be the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has turned Midian, the whole camp, over to him. When Midian heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, Interpretation. He dropped to his knees before God and prayed. In other words, he dropped to his knees and he worshipped God. He was so, yes, Lord, you are with me. And, uh, and then he went back to the camp and said, like, 
God has just given us the Midianite camp. So what I, what I wanted to bring from you that bring to you from that, we have doubts, but God is able to meet us in our doubts. He is able to ask him, ask him. If you have, when you have doubts, ask him. Go to him, present it to him. Leave your doubts by the cross. And he is, he wants, he knows your thoughts and he wants you to, like he was with Gideon, wants you to be confident that he is with you. So go to him with your thoughts, go to him with your doubts and present, give it to him. He is not put off by them. He will, he will be with you, he will talk to you. Uh, Practically, how, how, how do we do it? It's a good, very good point. I've got a couple of thoughts about it, which, which, I, which I do. If I have doubts, first thing I would do is I pray about it. I would pray about it. When you want to bring something here, I pray about it, yes, and, and God, make it, make it more, you know, like you say, like you, you, you get an excitement about it. If, if praying about it and you don't hear anything from God, the scriptures are there, guys. The scriptures are there. God's, God's word has answers to every question of yours. Trust me, it does. <laughs> yeah, you might, you might not be able to find it all the time, but you will find it if you look. And if you can't find it, there are people who can help you, people you trust, people like us who are able to, who are able to maybe show, show you in scriptures where it is, where the answers are. Yeah, we might be able to help you. So, yeah, don't, don't, let, don't be silent with doubt. That's what I want to say. Take that doubt and go to God and ask him. And, and God will give you an answer. At, at this point, I want to say, like, asking questions is a really important thing because people, you know, we all, like, will have questions, and when you ask a question, that helps us to understand where, where you are, where, uh, uh, looking at it from, from, looking at it from a church point of view, let's say, ask, if you have any doubts about anything, about anything we're doing, even at the moment, ask the question, ask the question, because there will be an answer. There will be, uh, we, you, will, you will have some kind of answer for, for it because there is always is an answer. So take courage, ask the question. It is important. And um, I know, uh, our hearts as, as, as leaders of the church is like that you can ask any question from us so that we are able to help you and Together, go to God with it and see what God's saying. So feel free to ask questions. And remember, that's, that's something that, that's important to us as, as, as leaders as well. So, okay, so coming down to, the, to another important thing. What if you... What if you don't hear from God? What if God doesn't give you an answer? You search the scripture, you can't find it. You ask somebody, they're not able to help you. What do you do then? What I do, and what I want to encourage you to do is like give God the benefit of the doubt. Trust that he is, he's got this. He's able to 
whatever questions you have, he is able to answer. Uh, the reason why, leave it to him. Why you're not getting the answer, leave it to him. Because he's got the best interest of yours in his heart. He wants the best for you. He wants, he is for you. Just remember, he's a faithful God. I think scriptures say that his nature is faithful. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. He is a faithful God. He cannot deny himself. He, we, you can completely trust him. He's adopted you. He died on the cross for you. The father sent his only begotten son to die for us. So he, remember, you are a child of God. That is your true identity. You are a child of God. He's for you. He's able to do anything for you and trust him completely. And uh, yeah, there will be times when Answers don't come, uh, and uh, your doubts are still there. But don't be silent. Ask, ask the questions. Go to God and trust him and give him the benefit of the doubt. And also, in, in, uh, in, in, in relationship situations, see the best in people. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Even in that, you're trusting God. You're trusting that God will, will, uh, will protect you. His grace will be sufficient. So trust, trust in him in every, in every way. I, uh, I want to leave you, leave you with this. The, you know, we're going through all this and not hearing from God. It can, it can get difficult. It can, it can hinder you from making decisions or, making, uh, or moving forward. But it, scripture is like very clear. I like, to, I like to look at this one, Micah 6.8. O oh people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you. Do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Can we, can we, can we do that? <laughs> we get no answers. We don't know what to do, but we can do this. We can listen to him and we say, do what is right, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Ask him what to do, and when he brings you do what he wants you to do. Be obedient to him. Your obedience is like God's love language. He, 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 he will speak to you and be obedient to him when he does. So, <laughs> so the last one, the last one, I actually have done my time. Okay, this is, this is, this is, one for the road. <laughs> Just a quick one. Have you guys seen Frozen 2? Frozen 2? Anyone Frozen 2? So this is, this is actually kind of connected with this Micah 6, 8. It says like Anna, when he, she's like trying to like save um, um, uh, Elsa, she's like, this is song, it's like, do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. That's what it says. Do the next right thing. Guys, yeah? Leave that with you. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Uh, God is for you. You can trust him in everything. That's, that's what I want to say. Doubts are, are, are okay to have. God is not put off by them. Go to him. Ask him. Doubts are good. If you have doubts with, with anything, what, what's happening here, ask the question. You need to ask the question. Don't be afraid. Take the courage. Ask. And uh, if you don't get an answer, 
give the benefit of the doubt because even in that, trust him. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>